Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how can we cut through the noise? And how do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Well, we've been processing these things, and our leadership is praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Joe. Hello, Mike Seifert. How are <laughs> Mike Seifert, who's that? So, you know Mike from the staff at Norton? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking of some celebrity or something. Oh, no, 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 no. So Mike uh, <laughs> um, just this week was like, do you ever get people randomly coming up to you and they're like, I feel like I sit down with you every week and like talk. <laughs> and he was like, I feel like I know you and Jeff a lot right now, except I I don't know you that well, you know. And now we both know Mike, but um Yeah, Mike. I love you, Mike. I'm sorry. He threw me off by his random nonsensical it was question. Pretty random. It is I, I, it's happened multiple times. Yeah, I'm good for so random. So thanks for driving a wedge in between Mike and I. <laughs> Anytime. It's Any, painful. I'm a wedge driver. He, he just met with me the other day. He's like, Jeff, I feel like you don't love me. <laughs> <laughs> and now here in a public recording, you're like, who? <laughs> yeah, who? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're that talking awesome. about. Yeah, if you, need you know, re- it's funny. I had the same reaction when you preached. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know I get that a lot. Uh <laughs> I think my daughter's favorite look to give me is, why are you my dad? Yeah, Yeah, Heidi gives me that look. She's like, I've I've wasted my life. Sorry, hon. But till death do us part. Yeah, that's right. We're so intertwined financially, you're just going to have to stick it out at this point. Well, we're not talking about marriage today. Oh. But we are talking about disappointment. Uh, And so we're... Kind of along these lines, mostly how I'm a disappointment to you and all those fun <laughs> things. <laughs> um, so our question for today, and uh, this actually popped up in a conversation after watching a popular TV show Ooh. Uh, where a, a mother on the show uh, looked at her daughter and said, you can never disappoint me. Mm. Mm. And that sparked a really good conversation. Uh, I think that's why you just gave us the hmms. Mm. And uh, so the question today, can I be disappointed in someone and yet still love them? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the answer is yes. I, 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 don't know, I don't know how you would go through life and not be disappointed in right? somebody. I mean, somewhere along the way, because the, if I was never disappointed in people that I love... Um, I mean, I'm not being honest, or their name is Jesus. Like, like it, it's impossible because in relationships, what you have in relationships is you have two centers trying to love each other. And so, what human beings do the most often and the most naturally is we sin against each other. Yep. Right. It's our nature. The Bible says so. It that's impossible. It's mm-hmm. impossible to never be disappointed. It's impossible to. Uh, never have an expectation go unmet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's impossible. So, like, I don't know what TV show you're talking about. Uh, I don't know a lot of what you're talking about today, Joe, to be honest <laughs> with you. But um, but that's just a dumb statement. You know, of, of course somebody can disappoint you. I think when somebody says, I'm disappointed, there is a massive range of what that means. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times... 
when we say I'm disappointed, we mean that I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. There's other times that we say I'm disappointed and we mean that I'm ashamed of you. Ooh, yeah. There's other times that we say I'm disappointed in you. And what I mean is I love you and I'm hurting for you. It disappoints me yep. that you would make. So it's, it's a little bit of a loaded word. And I think mm-hmm. context is king there. Um, but I don't know how, I can't fathom a way that you could go through a life of friendship or mm-hmm. family or something like that and never along the way feel some level of disappointment with somebody else. Yeah, I don't understand either how you can put those type of... It's almost like you're building false expectations and false hope for whoever you just told that to. Yeah. Like, oh, you could never disappoint me. I mean, at a minimum, it's like, well, if you... Jeff, if you murdered someone, I would be disappointed in you. Like, I mean... Well, we'll just keep that between the two of us. Oh, okay, right, and all of our... And Mike. That's right. (laughs) Sorry, Mike. (laughs) You know, if... uh, you know, if you went outside and you rammed your car into mine, that that's disappointing. Yeah. You know, like, to, so to even give that, you know, in this context, it was a parent telling that to their child. Um, but it's know. also disappointing, like, if, um, I, I don't know, if you, if, it'd be disappointing if you hoped I would remember your birthday and I forgot. Sure. It, yep. it would be disappointing if, if uh, you know, you were excited about something going on in your house and I didn't think it was cool at all. You see what I'm saying? It's, yep. such, it's, a, it's such a loaded thing. I think, I think so many times in relationships we have been uh, Disney-ified mm. and that everything has a happy ending and there's a clear villain and there's a clear hero and there's usually some version of uh, you know a song in the middle there, and and we we think that that's re- the way that relationships are going to play out, and we think about that in our, our romantic relationships. About that, we think about that in um, family relationship. There's mm-hmm. a clear villain, there's a clear hero, or there's a clear resolve mm-hmm. to attention, and that's those are literally cartoons. <laughs> and and literally make believe and and when you bring those kind of expectations into real life relationships, they're they're impossible. Relationships are are messy. They're complicated. They're there's a complexity to them. They're multiple layered, and and it's going to show up in there. So to say to say to someone, no matter what you do, I will seek to love you. Mm-hmm. is a very different statement uh, to say to someone, um, I always want to have your best interest in mind, um, is is a true desire. Um, but to say that no matter what you do to me, I'll never feel let down, I'll never feel taken advantage of, I'll never feel hurt, it's just nonsense. Sure. Now let's let's take a, um, a different turn on this a little bit. How How do you love someone that has disappointed you. And I, I guess for the context of this question, I'm not saying when they've sinned against you, that's a different thing, but maybe they just made a choice. Yeah. Um, maybe they've hurt someone else. Um, you know, I mean, it could be as simple as I always hoped you would go to Ohio state and you chose to go to Michigan. Ooh. I'm not disappointed in you. Um, that's a different thing. <laughs> we'll leave that for a different episode yeah, by itself. Deep pain. Um, you know, or it could be like, I've had this dream my whole life that you would take over the family business. And then you decided, and what felt at like the 11th hour to say, no, that's not what I want to do with my mm-hmm. life. It's not necessarily wrong, but it disappoints me. Yeah. Um, how do you still love someone when they've done that? Well, I think you have to go into the definition of real love. That our, 
our world right now has literally swapped out real love for what is unloving. So we will receive truth as hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually what's actually the reality of your life. Will you hate me? Uh, we have we have received uh, logic as disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that y- you there are two genders that are revealed at birth. Well, that's so disrespectful. I'm like it's it's logical. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't. I'm not really I'm actually not saying something controversial right there. And then we ha- we have received um what I'll call as a confrontation or what the Bible would sometimes call an exhortation as aggressive behavior. Mm, mm. Like if I looked at you and said uh he- here's what I see in your life and this is the truth about it, you would look at me and say why are you being so mean? And why are you attacking me? Like I'm not. I'm loving you enough to tell the truth. So, so we have we have taken what is true love and turned that into um, a false love. And a false love we would interpret as true love. So, instead of loving each other in grace and truth, what what are our culture kind of demands from us right now is that we enable each other. Mm, yeah, um, I believe this falsehood about myself, and we're all going to believe it with you. I mean, that's the demand right now. Or uh, this is who I am, even though who I am is really, really unhealthy. And so we celebrate that you think that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my truth, even though my truth is completely um, destructive. And we'll say, well, you know, your truth is true for you, instead of like, your truth is destroying you. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. It's impossible to be that. Mm-hmm. This is the reality. So the Bible says that this happens, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, the Bible says that we shouldn't necessarily be shocked by that. But when you ask the question, like, how do I actually give love? Well, I give love as grace and truth. So when you disappoint me, it depends on what we're talking about. If it's, I thought you were going to throw me a surprise party and you didn't throw me a surprise party. Well, that, that was my expectation on you. It's not fair. But when I, when I look at uh, one of my kids and I, th- I think, um, I expect you to sacrifice for your family and you don't, that disappoints me. You know, uh, some, a kid could look at a dad and say, oh, I can't, how could you be so hateful? And I'm like, I'm not being hateful. You're being selfish, and that is the truth. And apparently no one else will tell you that. Mm. So I love you enough to tell you that. I had a friend recently um, confront me about something, and he said, uh, he goes, Jeff, he goes, have you ever noticed when we're in a meeting, you talk about your family all the time, but you don't ask about other people's? Mm. I was like, no, I hadn't noticed that. He said, I thought you should know that because I think it hurts people. Well, he wasn't, he didn't hate me. No. He wasn't, he was being loving mm-hmm. because I was being blind. And so sometimes when we say I'm disappointed, what I mean is you're being blind. You don't, you don't understand what your behavior is mm-hmm. doing. It's hurting the people around you. 
And I'm even giving you the benefit of the doubt that you don't want to hurt the people around you, but you are, so you should know that. Yeah. If a friend started using, abusing alcohol or drugs and they disappoint you, looking at them and saying, you are abusing, you are addicted, How, this is me, this is what I'm really like. No, you're just destroying your life. I, for me to love you, I'm actually going to have to uh, square off with you a little bit. If I went and rammed my truck into your car, uh, your illustration from earlier, you don't look and you wouldn't look and say, "Well, you know, that's what Jeff does. He's a uh, 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 one of those smash up derby racers. Yeah, oh, he yeah. Did, every car he sees, he just runs into. Man, he's found himself. <laughs> but but that's how we treat each other right now, and and I get it, and. And I understand it. I'm not trying to be, I'm not even trying to be cynical about it, but I'm like, it, it's unhealthy and it mm-hmm. won't last. Because in the name of accepting or the name of, um, of, of being loving, we're actually being abusive. Mm-hmm. And we're actually protecting ourselves because we don't want to go through the uncomfortable relational tension of speaking the truth to you. Yeah. So I think when somebody disappoints us, we have to say that, and we you don't want to yell it, you don't want to scream it, and I would encourage you probably not even to talk about it in the moment, but like think about a, a, a young couple that just got married. If they don't communicate how they feel loved and when they don't, then all that does is sow the seeds of bitterness, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we have to communicate these things and love back and forth to each other, and and I think that's how we navigate those disappointments. Yeah, that's really honestly very helpful because I think we do get shy to be assertive. I know in most relational contexts, that's one of the say the signs of um, relational health that you're willing to be assertive with each other. Doesn't mean mean. Doesn't mean uh, ang- um, like with an angry tone. It, it just means are you willing to actually communicate? what's hurting you, what's helping you, what's making you feel loved. And, and that's got to go both ways. And sometimes the rubber hits the road of truth, like you said, in fact, and we find ourselves up against that. I can, um, you know, if we go with an old school example of like, well, cigarettes just make me feel relaxed. Like cigarettes are killing you. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like no matter how they make you feel, no matter how the scenario makes you feel, the fact of the matter is it's destroying your lungs. And we can have those conversations uh, with different tones. Now, Jeff, if we take this and we kind of flip our uh, the the relationship around, put God into the picture, um, we disappoint God. Um, there are times when it's blatant, of course, and we sin against Him. We're rebellious. Um, we know when we we miss the mark, usually stuff like that. But then there's other times when maybe we are kind of the the son or the daughter in the scenario. We just didn't do what God had intended for us. We we the, uh, Ephesians 4.30 says, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Um, how, if God's love is unconditional, and he loves us no matter what, Romans 8 says that his, you know, nothing can separate us from the love of God. It's mm-hmm. his family. How do, are we just allowed to kind of do whatever we want because nothing can separate us from the love of God? And, you know, like, how, how do we balance not wanting to um, disappoint God, but at the same time resting in the fact that He always loves us. Yeah, we don't do whatever we want. Paul also says, you know, should we go? He asks the question, should we go on sinning so grace may abound? And then he says, certainly not. And there's an explanation point at the end of that statement. And so, 
we don't abuse grace. I was trying to think of, I was, I was thinking about, um, I wasn't just ignoring you. I, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about what you said. You said, uh, uh, you know, we disappoint God. And I, w- I was wrestling, I was like, do we, or do we fall short? Hmm. You know, and, and I'm like, I think, I don't know how to say that. I think I think what I'm hesitating on is um, if we transpose our emotions onto God, then we assume God has the same emotional unhealth that we do. Mm-hmm. So God, you know, God wants to be praised all the time. He must lack self-esteem. I'm like, no, that's not remotely what that mm-hmm. means. God's disappointed with me. He's afraid. I'm like... No, I, I don't know that God is looking at us and saying, ah, Joe, you did it again. Mm-hmm. I think he's saying, uh, Joe, I see you in your weakness, in your inability to be perfect. And that means you fall short of me in in uh, of my glory. Sure. You cannot provide your own righteousness. My response to that is not to be mopey. My response to that is to give you grace and mercy mm. and to to compensate not my emotional because when I when I'm disappointed, there's times I say something, there's times I like suck it up. You know, I'm like, oh well, they took me for granted. Um I don't think that's the way God responds to us. I think God looks and says, We obey him we please him or we fall short of him, but our falling short, whether it's ignorance or rebellion or just being clueless, is not disappointing the way that we would think of it. It's him looking and saying they can't be uh, who they would have to be if they were me. Sure. And so I'm going to intercede there and provide grace and mercy uh, to help them. I think that's also important when we when we look back and say because I've heard people say I'm disappointed in God, mm-hmm. and it's like a counseling motif, you know, that I'm disappointed in God, and I'm like, I I, I understand what you're saying, and and 99 of the time I'm trying to hear what the person's heart actually is, not what their words are, but in in a context like this podcast, I would say I would be careful, I there's a side of me that would look and say, God can't disappoint mm. because he's sovereign and he's perfect. So the only way for me to disappoint you is for me to let you down. I don't think God lets us down. I think he doesn't always give us what we want. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, if my if my kid came home and said, Dad, I'm disappointed you didn't buy me a brand new car, I'm like, What? <laughs> you know, there was no brand new car for graduation in your world that was ever happening. Mm-hmm. You build up an expectation, you build up a desire, you play that in your own mind. I did not disappoint you. You you had an unreasonable expectation, and I, you're crazy. So, in that kind of a scenario, I'm not the one who disappointed. Right. You see, what I'm saying yep, that makes sense. Um, now, if my kid came home and said, uh, "Dad, I'm disappointed." It, uh, I had a lacrosse game and you forgot about it. You disappointed me. I would apologize. God doesn't forget about your lacrosse game. So he has a different plan, a different purpose. So I think we have to be careful with that, or or we we bring God into our humanity, mm-hmm. and then we hold him responsible for things we would hold 
other people responsible for as opposed to us conforming yep. to his will, his desire, and his plan. I, I just We started this podcast recording it late because I was on a phone call, and I was on a phone call with a person who was disappointed in circumstances. So they were trying to do something financially, and they found out that because of inflation and COVID, all that kind of stuff, it's literally going to be double what they had planned. And I'm like, so we're talking about it, how to deal with it, and all those kind of things. And uh, I, I said to him at the end, I said, you need to remind people that just because we're taken off guard doesn't mean God is. Right. So we had expectations. We God never said those were his expectations. We had a plan. COVID didn't catch God off. God's never like inflation. How are we going to pay for streets of gold? You know, like, like that's that's not his thing. And I'm like, that's just this is us responding to what God is doing, not God letting us down. Yeah, you know. So I, I think we have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Now I think sometimes when we're sad, we say, "I ask God to help." Save my marriage, and he didn't, and it really disappoints me. So we have to hear each other. I'm, yep. I'm really not trying to be like nitpicky, but I think we also get that kind of woven into the way we mm-hmm. think, and I, th- I think it moves us away from who God is and what His heart actually is. Jeff, do you think that sometimes that disappointment that we we are tempted to place on God is really making Him the scapegoat for how we're disappointed in ourselves? Um, you know, like. I know not every scenario that you just mentioned works out this way. Like, I'm really disappointed that God didn't step in and save my marriage. I mean, that could be disappointment. I didn't do everything I was probably supposed to do to build into that, or it could have been I'm disappointed in my now ex-spouse because they didn't do everything that they were going to do. But I don't want to blame them. I don't want to blame myself. So God didn't do anything miraculous. Therefore, I'm disappointed in him. Yeah, I I th- I think that's what we mean sometimes. You know, sometimes we project onto God. I, I think we have to be, you know, we talk about God a lot as a loving God, a God who is rich in mercy and full of grace and loves you and cares for you, and that is 100% true. It is equally true that he is a holy, righteous God. Yep who is worthy of worship and demanding of praise in which we bow our knee and yield our heart to. Yep. And so th- I, I think there's times that, that we forget that. We, we take that relationship for granted. There, there's been times over the years as a dad that my, uh, my children, thankfully, are used to me loving with them, laughing with them, trying to be laid back and not make little things, big things, all those kind of things. But we've all done this. I did it. You did it. We all have done it. Every once in a while, they'll cross a line, and I'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and and I, there's been incidences over the years where I've looked at my kids and say, you need to very, very quickly remember who you're speaking to. I'm not your bro. I'm your father. And so how you change your attitude or don't right now is really going to determine the next few hours of your life. You know, <clears throat> and and there's a sense that God is so loving and so full of grace that that we get used to that. It, it's it's why we would ask the question like how can a loving God send people to hell? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, first of all, he doesn't. We do that to ourselves. 
but the next question is, why didn't he just bail us out? I'm like, because that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. So your use, you, you get so used to God's grace and mercy, so used to God's blessing. What do you mean I don't get a new car for graduation? And by the way, none of my children ever said that to me. It's a total made-up illustration. But like, what do you mean I don't get a new car? And God's like, what yeah. are you talking about? So I think we can project on God. I think it, it's. It, I think that one of the things we struggle with the most is we make God like us instead of us like God. Mm-hmm. And when I'm going through difficult times or confusing things, I'm looking for God's heart and God's mind so that I can yield to that. Mm. And when God does, because God does change circumstances sometimes, or when he does not, my response to him is, equal. Sure. It's always how do I conform to that? Yeah. That's that's really helpful and I I think what you're how you're wrapping that up there is probably one of the mindsets that most of us need to take away from this particular conversation that God is not our peer. Um, we're not, you know, kind of just hashing it out, saying, "How come you do things my way?" He's like, "I'm God. Why aren't you doing things more like my way?" Yeah. Um, and and that's uh, really really important. Um, this is probably something that we'll wrestle with for the rest of our lives. Oh, uh, you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is, you know, this is us working our salvation out in fear and trembling. Yes. God, God's ways are higher than our ways. We cannot get our head around it. That's why He's got His grace around us. Yeah. You know, we're we're fumbling, bumbling, stumbling. But we have a loving Father who knows that yep. and gives us grace and mercy and help along the way. Yeah. So I hope for most of us this is an encouraging thing. And for those of us where maybe this was you know, hard to engage, um, that's a part of what Jeff was just talking about. This is a thing that we continue to walk through and engage with him along our journey closer and closer to him. Well, if you have questions like this that you'd like to be uh, engaged on our podcast, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. If we can help you take any unique next steps or if we can uh, walk through uh, any particulars in your life regarding disappointment or unconditional love, we'd love to do that. And of course, if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you're subscribing, following, rating, and reviewing our podcast. We'd love it if you join us on the weekend. If you're looking for a church home here in the Akron area, join us here at Grace, uh, or you can join us online as well. Well, thank you for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. Catch you next time.